Hey, it's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is Toulouse Airport. The day after, the afternoon before, Connacht beaten by Toulouse. Bonus point for the home side. Great performance from Connacht. Loads to cover in this week's podcast. You're going to hear from our crew, who I'll introduce shortly. We're also going to hear post-game audio from Quinn Rue, Andy Friend, Jerome Kano. And we're going to also hear from lots of other people, voices as well. Are we going to hear from other voices? No. In match stuff, yeah. yeah. That's Alan Deegan. Alan, welcome along. Hi, Rob. William Davis, welcome along. Hi, Rob. And Lindy McKenzie, welcome along. Afternoon, Rob. Varied my introductions there. Uh, overall, quick feelings before we get into the uh, before we get into the game itself. First thoughts. Yeah, it was a, a very good performance considering the the team we had out and considering the team they had out. When you're you're playing with two guys who were playing AIL last week against a team with 415 caps and the starting 15, I thought Connacht played really well. Did did a lot of good stuff and just ran out of steam at the end. Yeah, decent effort. Um, I don't think they'll be thrilled with the result, really. They, they got nothing. They came looking for something. But overall, yeah, they acquitted themselves fairly well. It was a good opportunity for young players who hadn't had some opportunities like that to play in, in a huge stadium in a European match um, against a, a big-name side. So they will be... They will be Disappointed they didn't get anything out of it, but I still think I think they can hold their heads up high for a, producing, you know, a good 70 minutes of strong rugby and were very competitive. The core message from Andy Friend afterwards was his team proved over the last couple of weeks that they belong at this level. And I think you'll see, even looking back at some of the game, that for 60 minutes they were right in it, especially when Conor Fitzgerald tapped over that drop goal to put Connacht ahead again in the second half. So from that perspective, relive that and then listen to Quinn Rue, Andy Friend, a little audio from Toulouse as well, Jerome Kano, who had such a good game, spoke to William Davis afterwards as well. Okay, so it's uh, myself, Emmet, and Niall here in the stands for Toulouse versus Connacht here in Toulouse. The atmosphere is building really nicely. Um, how do you feel it's going to go today, Niall? Um, I don't know, it's going to be very tough. There's a great matter in the Connacht fans around the place. I see them they've come in and fly to Bor- into Carcassonne and into uh, Toulouse Airport yesterday. Um, the game itself, Connacht are a little bit weakened, of course, with the guys that are out. Um, probably sensible squad management uh, but I'm really looking forward to this the pitch looks immaculate usually it's heavy it doesn't look that way so um, let's see how it goes we'll talk to you in 20 minutes John Porch takes this uh, ball back inside the Toulouse half after 22 dropout and you can hear the Connacht support here because they cheer as Alton Delan breaks the tackle before he's taken down good carry here for a chance for Tom Farrell he's gone through the gap and they're going for the line the opening try of the game incredible has got the score. The Toulouse defence completely all at sea and who was marking who. And Connick fans all around the Stade Ernest Milan are on their feet. The dream start, 11 minutes into the game. Well, that's the sucker punch. You've done nothing for 11 minutes. Toulouse defence just non-existent. Tom Farrell was looking around in shock, thinking, is the referee's whistle going to blow? Has something gone wrong? But he was in to score. He had somebody outside him for the pass. And that's the st- that is an amazing start now because get the conversion, you put seven points on the board, and uh, Toulouse will be in a bit of a state of shock as to how that happened. Okay, now 20 minutes gone. It's uh, 10-7 to Toulouse. It's been a bit of a hectic start to the game. Yeah, Connacht have been playing really well. Great try by Tom Farrell. Um, I think they're leaving loads of room in the backfield that we need to exploit a bit better. Um, they got a great try, typical Toulouse rugby. Um, We'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, uh, the pack are going to be in for a long day around scrum time and, and the set piece in general. Uh, do you think we can weather that storm? Uh, hopefully, Peter McCabe is having an awful time at the minute. Um, Faumina has him in all kinds of trouble. Um, and uh, the scrum, like we're saying, the scrum is in serious, is in serious bother. Hopefully, hopefully he, uh, he's able to fix it. And uh, hopefully we can, sort, we can sort out. We can sort out what's going on there. Sorry, there's a massive hit going in there by uh, Tolafua, I think, on, uh, on Farrell. Um, but we're playing really well. We really are playing really well. We're keeping them an awful... Um, in bother, we're making them. We're making them think, and they're, they're not liking it. We'll talk to you in half time. They're five meter scrum with an extra man. They fed it in. They're driving towards the Connick line. They have to use it, an advantage. So they have the penalty. Connick make the tackles. You just wonder, will Toulouse get the try this time? Out it comes. Pitta Aki, the former Connick player, gets it out. Nadard Hujet got the try. 33 and a half minutes gone to lose back in front by a point with a conversion to come. Well, I think that was always going to happen. They were always going to punish Connacht on that yellow card. And I suppose Connacht will feel that they held them out for maybe half of the yellow card position. What they need to do now is once this conversion is taken, Connacht have to kick off and they have to try to get a toehold in the Toulouse half and run this clock down. Okay, so it's half time and it is Toulouse 15, Connacht 14. We've had some good spells in the first half, but they kind of took control as it went on. We had an unfortunate yellow card, which gave them pretty much easy access to seven points. But how do you feel it's gone on the whole? Very well. I think it was a really extremely harsh uh, yellow card, in my opinion. Um, Connacht are doing well. They're doing well in a lot of spots. The scum is in serious, serious trouble. And as the game goes on, it uh, looks like it'll get worse. Um, we're not uh, troubling their lineouts at all. They do have one of the best ones in the competition. Um, but I think we need to utilise the space an awful lot better. Um, they're really smart about how we play our rugby, and crucially, not give away penalties because they're kicking to touch and they have that excellent lineout. So outside of that. We're, we're flying it Connacht are flying it they really really well two great tries scored Connacht and Sherrod fizzed out a pass a flat pass across the faces of the Toulouse defence for Kobe Feinga really well worked really well thought out he's having a cracker of a game um, I just hope he, he empties himself now for the next few minutes and we do have Jack Harty to bring on so um, all in all I'm really happy I'd prefer to be ahead going into the break but there you go We'll talk to you on 60 Minutes. Connick line out from that penalty is five metres inside to Toulouse half of the field. And the throw is towards the middle and brilliantly tapped down to Blade from Rue. The carry from Farrell gives it to Colby Fienga, who will want to make up for that yellow card in the first half. He presents the ball well. Connick on the 10 metre line to lose half the field. Beautiful pass from Matt Healy to Quinn Rue. Oh, that opens the door. Oh, it goes Kale, Kale and Blade. Blade's going through. A shirt being pulled on Robin, Robin Copeland. Should be a penalty, won't be. Connick have the ball inside the 22. First receiver, Dominic Robertson McCoy. Moves it on to Fitzgerald. Moves it on to Tom Farrell. Connick are attacking to lose, trailing by a point. This is wonderful rugby from Connick. On the ball goes from Old Masterson. Toulouse making the tackles. Connick cleaning them off the ball. Blade has it. Blade gets it out. Alton Delan has it. On Connick go. The Connick fans trying to lift their team. Blade goes back inside to Tom Farrell. Farrell is tackled and scoops the ball back to Blade. It's knocked up backwards. Drop goal attempt from Connor Fitzgerald. Connick are in front. 17 points to 15. That is outstanding. Oh, that's brilliant. He saw there was nothing on and he just stepped back into the pocket and kicked it over you could not 
do better than that. That was brilliant work by Connor. Tom Farrell again. He's like, he's like a, I don't know how you just, he's like a pinball bouncing around. They can't stop him. It takes two and three men to actually get him stopped before they can get him down. 49 minutes and 40 seconds gone. The drop goal from Connor for sure. It puts Connick to head by two points. So it's been a close second half. Uh, we're 16 minutes in, and Toulouse just kicked the penalty. How do you feel is going for Connacht? Really, really well. Um, they're playing excellently. That was their Toulouse's first uh, moment in the Connacht half of the pitch. Um, the Rockers are really well. They're picking. They're going really quickly. They're using their. Um, they're using their pace at the at the base. Um, they're just keeping Toulouse on their feet, and Toulouse seem to be struggling a bit with it. This is a supreme performance by Connacht so far. An absolutely supreme performance. Uh, playing really, really well. The resource of the Rook is excellent. Um, now Toulouse are starting to, starting to get on top now. We'll come back to you at full time. Connacht were expecting a penalty against them, but we're just going to reset the scrum. We ticked over 80 minutes. Last play of the contest. Yeah, this is it. It's do or die now for both sides. Connacht are going to come away with nothing from this game, but they won't want to give Toulouse... The bonus point. Um, Toulouse obviously would be delighted to come out of here with five. It's uh, it's all going to hinge on this play. And Connacht have just got to concentrate and make some more tackles, get off the pitch, and they will. They'll be disappointed, but they can feel they they feel they've given it their best shot. Great scrum defensively for Connacht. Toulouse are pushing hard. They've got the penalty. I don't know how they managed to get in the end because it looks steady. So an advantage and a free play. Connacht are fighting to the bitter end to try and stop them. I don't know how Connacht are going to be able to stop them. They're over in the middle. Toulouse will hit 30 with a conversion to come. The former Connacht player, Pitta Aki, he only played eight times for Connacht in that season, but he has got to try, rub salt into the wounds. 32 points to... Uh, 17 is what we expect the scoreline to be when the conversion comes. Wow. Okay, now, uh, ultimately a disappointing game or a disappointing result for Connacht. It's uh, Toulouse 32, Connacht 17. How did you feel we did overall in the game? Oh, it was a great performance. We're just, you know, we just lacked that extra bit of meat that we needed. You know, if we, we didn't have so many injuries, like we, we could have conceivably come away from this game with a win. It was like a monumental performance. Conor Fitzgerald was excellent, started fade a little bit. Um, I thought Owen Masterson was absolutely outstanding. Uh, just a phenomenal performance by him. Uh, the difference, I felt, was Kaino. He's, he's, he's amazing in contact. Um, but there you go. Uh, listen, good performance. I don't think anybody else is going to do any better here than we did. Yeah, ultimately, Toulouse showed their quality to this. Right, we're going to go get a pint, and the next voice you'll hear will probably be Rob. Andy Friend, uh, we're just trying to make sense of that game. That was an incredible rugby game to be involved in for Connacht. It's Champions Cup, it's the highest level. Can you take some solace from that for to start with? Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, the scoreline doesn't reflect the game. I thought um, uh, the Connacht lads put up a great fight, really did, I thought. Half-time is probably a fair reflection, 15-14, we come out, we get the three points. I wish we got that additional kick because that just puts a bit more pressure on. Uh, weather seemed to turn really nasty in the last 10-15 minutes and when you're chasing the game, which we were at that stage, um, we we probably gave up some easy possession and uh, uh, that's that's what a championship side will do, they're to lose. You know, they managed to 
to grab that possession and get themselves a bonus point. So good on them. We knew coming in from the stats from Gloucester that their line out and their mall was phenomenal. It proved the case there. Some of the turnovers they were managed to nab there in the second half were crucial. Yeah, they were. Yeah, listen, they're a quality side. You look at the across the park, they've got depth coming on. You've got international players coming on. Um, you know, they're, they're a very, very good side, and that's why they're top 14 champions. So, um, But, you know, I think we, we sat there in the change room. We said, if anyone's ever in any doubt as to whether Connacht belonged in Champions Cup, you can erase that now. We do. We do belong there. And, uh, we're looking forward to the rematch at the sports ground. You said you wanted a good start. In a way, it wasn't because they blew a chance to score a try, but you hung on and then you got the first score. So I suppose overall that was the platform, wasn't it? Yeah, they blew it because of our energy to get back and to force force them under pressure. And I think, um, you know, you, you saw we probably saved three tries, I felt, in the first 10 minutes. We just didn't let them, didn't want them to cross the line. Next thing, we're, we're over. And, uh, yeah, they came back hard there and, and, and uh, got themselves a try. And it was just a tit-for-tat match there, but... Um, yeah, I felt it at, coming in at half time. The message was penalty counts nine nine one against us, boys. We've hardly had the football. We've had a bloke in the bin for fourteen for ten minutes. We've been down to fourteen men for ten minutes, and we're one point behind. Let's go and play. And they controlled the game well in the second half. Got the drop goal, got ahead, but then that game turned the closing stages. I want to ask you about Conor Fitzgerald because we were blown away by the next level he seemed to hit in that game. Again, these young players just keep kind of taking on the challenge that's in front of them and, and impressing. Yeah, and I think just as a, as a coaching group um, and as a whole squad, there's a, there's a culture of, of belief and a culture of giving people opportunity and, and these young men are going out there and now taking that opportunity and it's really pleasing to watch that. You know, we, there, there are other young players out there today that you know, a new level, they come on and they, they deliver for you. Matty Burke had a lot of minutes out there today, um, came on and delivered. Dom Robinson-McCoy again delivered for us um, yeah so there's you know I thought Johnny Porch the way he carried the ball back every time he took the ball back in he took the ball back in with energy and, and looked dangerous so yeah there's good young footballers there and, and they'll continue to grow and get better. I have to ask you this was there inevitability about how Toulouse won the game in the last 20 minutes or would you look back on it and say no we could still have won that game? Yeah I, I honestly thought with I honestly thought with about 10 minutes to go we could still win the game the score's 25-17 where you know we're eight points behind but uh we needed a score. Matty, let's say Matty Healy picks up that ball and scores. It's 24-25, and there's going to be about four minutes to play. It's going to come down to a, a kick, a potentially a penalty. And I thought the way we controlled territory out there was really good, but um, it wasn't to be. You know, we we didn't control that ball, and uh, so the scoreline will reflect a different thing. Can we say for you personally, glass half full, going home. Yeah, it always is for my glass. I I, um, I think as a team. You know, they're, they're really, really disappointed in there because uh, there's a lot of energy expended, expended out there today, but um, we've got nothing to show for it, um, other than the, the, the true belief that we belong in this competition. Quinn Roo, uh, the narrative might have been that Toulouse would get a bonus point win, but it's going to really be tough to take from a conic perspective that they've done it in that way after such a great performance. Yeah, I thought... Um at halftime, we came in and we said, look, I think we played such good rugby in that first half. We didn't even have a lot of ball. We were down to 14 men at one stage and we were only one point down coming in halftime. So we were going on second half trying to, just trying to kick on because I thought we did really well in that first half. And then we just kind of soaked a bit and gave away a lot of penalties and that kind of bite us in the backside a bit towards the end. So very disappointing into what, what could have been a really special day after that first half, especially.
you could say maybe the tries in the first half weren't a surprise because Conduct are capable of that, but what was probably the most impressive aspect of the game is the way you came out after halftime and got ahead again with some super controlled rugby. They barely saw Conduct's half of the field for about 18 minutes. Yeah, minute. that was the plan coming in from the start. We need to be, we, we, we want to play clever rugby, playing the right areas of the pitch, and uh, I thought we did that really well. And then towards the end, we just kind of uh, let ourselves down a small bit. Yeah, a lot of turnovers in around the halfway line that just gave them the platform to get into your territory. Yeah, I said, like I said inside to the boys, we just played against ourselves. And uh, in, in competitions like these against teams like these, that's going to that's gonna, uh, affect it a small bit. So uh, we need to learn from that and hopefully we can kick on coming next few weeks. How do you strike a balance? Because you know supporters would be really encouraged by this. With all the injuries you have, with a win, with a great performance against the they're going to be very positive. How do you balance it from your perspective? Because you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah, uh, we, have, we have to take some of the positives out of there, but uh, that's, that's, that change room there, is, it, it's a gut to change room because we, we honestly believed we, we could come down here and win, uh, uh, and win the game. And then that first half gave us a lot of confidence. And like I said, we just let it slip there towards the end. What have you learned about what Toulouse are capable of bringing to the field and, and one of the best teams in this side this, this evening, as you said here? Uh, the big thing I've learned is that we can play against teams and compete against teams like this. Uh, they're only men like we are. They have a, maybe have a bigger budget and the bigger stars, but uh, we've shown that first off that we can compete against the highest uh, teams in this league, so we need to take confidence from, confidence from that. You're back. Bielham's back, a lot of other players are back as well. Crucial time as well with the Kings to come next week and then obviously the Gloucester game is going to be pivotal yeah. in this competition. Yeah, uh, we'll have a look back at uh, today and then focus on the Kings before we go into that European games again and hopefully we can get a few more players back. Um, but uh, the players stepped up, that kind of stepped in for those players and uh, hopefully the lads will come back and add a bit more value to, to the team. Yourself personally too, you led the team out today. The honour, I'm sure, is, is big and a massive conic support there that you gave a great applause to at the end. Yeah, huge, uh, huge honour to lead the team in, in Europe for the first time and uh, the supporters makes a big difference and uh, we really appreciate it and hope to see them next week at the sports ground and then hopefully in the back-to-back -back European games they can give us those, uh, those extra few metres against uh, Gloucester away as well. Jerome, were you expecting that much of a challenge from Connacht. There's a lot of changes in that Connacht side today, but uh, they certainly came here to give it a, a very hard go. Oh, most definitely. We um, saw the video and we saw how much uh, physically they you know, they dominated a big uh, Montpellier side. and that uh, We know that Montpellier team quite well and that's not easy to do. So we knew that they were going to be up for the challenge and um, you know, more so with the, in the ball carry. But, uh, yeah, definitely um, well-structured side and physically they put us under pressure and um, uh, at times we, we buckled a little bit, but just proud how the boys uh, st uh, stayed tight and um, came away with the win in the, in the end. It's an interesting scenario for you now because you've got the back-to-back -back games against a French side, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, it's usually differently set up. So how are you going to approach that? Because that's, that's a big challenge both home and away. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a big challenge, but also uh, kind of suits us because we know how uh, how the French sides play, and and it's uh, it's kind of good because it gives us a bit of continuity. Um, I guess we've we've known what the what the pool was like and what the uh, draw was going to be like a, a while ago. So there's been a lot of planning from the coaches and our and our leadership group um, uh, a while ago. So uh, we're ready for it and uh, looking forward to it. And a trip to Galway in January when it might be even wetter than it was here today. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm quite used to the wet weather in New Zealand. Um, these conditions come all the time. So, uh, yeah, it, I'm looking forward to it. And, um, be good to 
good to see uh, the little cousin Bandiaki as well. So uh, missed him there out there tonight, but uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the tournament. As we look back on that game, what a battle, what an effort, and a certain amount of disappointment in the way it got away from Connacht in the final 20 minutes. Well, that's what we probably thought was going to happen. And Toulouse, just once they t turned it up, Connacht couldn't live with them. And the gap was, was there. They had 415 caps, the 13 internationals on the pitch. And Connacht can be very pleased with the 60 minutes. You don't win games in 60 minutes. It's the same as Leinster last year. And that, that's what they'll feel, that they didn't see out and they didn't take other opportunities when they were on top, which will frustrate them. But they've shown that they can compete with the best in Europe. Uh, it was a hostile atmosphere yesterday and they were under immense pressure early on and they withstood that and then they got into the lead and they took a, they took a really, really good try for, for them to get into the lead. But that shows a strength of mind that they once they got an opportunity, they seized it and they took it and they scored another fine try in the first half. They got into the lead at one stage in the game and they have learned from their errors and their mistakes all this season, I think. So they'll, they'll look at that again and they'll also have to accept, I think, that they were missing some key players and that led to the... It got away from them. It got away from them quite quickly. Certainly did. Uh, but the start was crucial. And once they got seven points ahead with the first score, it just changed the dynamics. You suddenly said, right, well, borrow everything else. You know, it's going to take a lot for Toulouse to turn this around and put Connacht away by half time or anything like even by 60 minutes. You kind of knew it was going to be a case that Connacht were going to be in, within a score at 60 minutes once they had survived that early onslaught, Alan, and then got that Tom Farrell try. And it was huge. And it was really funny when Tom broke through, he sort of hesitated, waiting for the whistle to go because he couldn't believe he was in open country and there was nobody to stop him from running. And we're all saying, keep running, keep running, because they did open up it was like they they'd bashed us and thought yeah we know how we're going to win this but didn't realize that Connacht were going to come back and actually play a lot of really good rugby well very well controlled by um Conor Fitzgerald who's passed to Colby Foyinga in the build-up to Caelan Blades try was just outstanding yeah it was really really good sharp pass great footwork as well Lindley from Colby Foyinga who he will feel he was slightly unlucky on the yellow card a lot of people will disagree with that and say you've got to be careful in how a player is lifted off the ground no matter whether you bring him down and, and, don't, and don't tip him beyond the horizontal but he got a yellow card because of that but overall Connacht had some really good good individual efforts that helped helped them be competitive in that game for so long Lindley overall Connacht can just take a lot of positives from this just a good all round effort against a really really strong side Toulouse are as good as anything in Europe right up there with Leinster right up there with Saracens Connacht were competing with them well, I suppose Toulouse um, haven't had the best last decade. You know, they were four times champions, but in the last 10 years, they, they haven't won anything. But they're undergoing something of a renaissance this season. They won the top 14 last season, so they are the top 14 champions. So for Connacht to go up against that team of champions with the pedigree that they have and the history that they have with a team that was, maybe sounds a little bit harsh, but a little bit patched together Connacht team yeah. given the fact that there were so many people missing from that team so at least probably 10, 10 to 15 you know what you could consider frontline players or in contention it was a huge effort I think the point about it was is Connacht probably went over there with one eye on next week against the Kings they went over there knowing that they were going to be up against it they were away from home and I think they used this opportunity to blood some of these youngsters and say let's see how you get on they still went with a winning mentality which they actually proved but what it did did prove as well to people outside of the team Connacht is developing a, a, a great bunch of young players who will be contesting for honours hopefully soon enough.
William, Dennis Buckley, Kieran Marmion could be back. Jared Butler for these Gloucester games, never mind the Kings game next week. Uh, you know, and Bundiaki, that's four big, big names that could come in there and contest for positions that were going to be filled. It's a big battle for Connacht, but these guys coming back are really, are really going to help. Yeah, it should do. Uh, I think the Kings will be their, their main focus. And I, th- I think the Munster game is a huge game as well. Really think that's huge. It's at home. It's the only home game they have over Christmas. And they're, they're in the same conference. A week after the two Gloucester games. Yep, so that concentrates the mind with Ulster and Leinster to follow after that. So they're hardly planning week to week. I'm sure they're, they're, they're starting to figure out what they're going to do. And I think it was a big call yesterday probably to allow Conor Fitzgerald to start at 10. But he had a great game. So that's a big help because he can feel now that he can really trust this uh, young player. He was supposed to be substituted, but then Tom Farrell got a smack in the shoulder. Um, so Jack Carty was on the field. And initially, Fitzgerald stayed at 10, but there was a break in play and there was a scrum and Jack goes into the 10 position and Fitzgerald was really, really unhappy about the whole thing. There was a bit of sniping going on in the field. Everyone else was watching something else, but I was watching the two of them. And it was really interesting to see the young box trying to put it up to the guy who's, who's been there for a while and sort of saying to him, listen, you're, you're not digging that, you're not keeping that very simply. And at another stage, Jack kicks the ball into the corner, turns to go back to where he would normally go to receive the ball to see that Fitzgerald is already there waiting for him. So it was, it was really interesting to watch that dynamic and, and watch to see how well Fitzgerald is coming through the system. Yeah, system that has a lot of strain on it at the moment, Lindley, and that will be the bigger picture. Connacht really will want to make a case over the course of the next couple of months and maybe the, next, you know, the rest of the year, uh, the rest of the season, I should say, they need that little bit more support in these situations because their squad is being stretched to the limit and yet, as you said, they're managing it well. Yes, they have a very good s system there and the, the use this season of so many players um, is probably the most that has been used in any season recently in, 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 professional, in the professional era. So that dynamic there is to ex- extend bringing in the academy into training with Connett has actually also extended the system so that all those players um, are well aware of where Connett is going and how they play and Andy Friend has made a huge point in actually bringing those players in to make sure that they are a part of a Connett scene because we know we you know Connett knows they, they don't have the big bucks they just don't have it and so that they it's vital that these youngsters get their opportunities to develop maybe quicker than what other provinces would yeah, possibly because they can focus on them. Just on the second point there, you were defending, because I was being critical just off, offline afterwards yesterday about the way they made the mistakes in the closing stages, but you said that's the point though, that's where the energies were stretched to the limit and that's why some of those mistakes happened and the turnovers happened in those final 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there were a lot of young players out there. They were put under huge pressure and for the most part they were able to deal with it. It's, it's no shame on them that in the final 15, 20 minutes... You know, where Toulouse were able to bring on five internationals from their pack, and Connacht didn't have that same the same strength in, in their replacements. It's no shame at all. They are the point about it is they will learn from it, um, they will get better from it. And there were quite a few young players who stood up. I'm just looking over there at, at Matty Burke. You know, another youngster who came on the pitch. Look at the development of John Porch. I mean, phenomenal since he's been since he's been here, and you know, for basically an Aussie sevens player, you know, he's done he's done he's done brilliantly. So I think it is all about development, and it will come to fruition. 
you're also looking at a situation where there was decisions that were made in the game that I reckon if the game had been played in Galway would have went towards us instead of against us. And you have to talk them, about it. Some of them, some of them were really game-changing in how they happened. Maxime Medard tapping the ball into the uh, over the in-goal area that uh, some like some Connacht Felix could have been a penalty because yeah. it was a deliberate act to stop a try being scored. And uh, so we we can delve into the rule book there. But then around that mall that Connacht were going over the line, there was a really real feeling there was an infringement there. And myself and William in the commentary were. Not happy to see a, a knock-on before a crucial penalty that put Toulouse back in front, not noticed. Yeah, and, but I think that's that's your hometown. That, that's what you expect when you're playing at home. That you get these, you get it goes your way. You've got the crowd behind you. You've got you know, and they do. You know, refs are only human, and I'm not I'm not criticising the ref. I'm just saying this is what happens. You get into a flow of a game, and he looks at at how things happen. And I just think that you know you're looking at people who say, oh yeah, but you lost by 15 points. You were hammered. They go, well no, go and watch the game. I think you'll see an awful lot. Um, an awful lot of good system work in there, and a lot of for me, the work rate of everybody was just fantastic, and they were everybody putting their body on the line for everybody else. Brilliant. Listeners will realise, and if we didn't emphasise it, we're recording in the air portion. You can hear some announcements in the background, so forgive that. We will wrap up very quickly, but just want to note, William Kings next week. People in Connacht will be cautious and say they have their first away win against the Ospreys, all that, but they're not a good side overall. Connacht should be well capable, and one of the key factors of the Andy Friend era is they've performed in games like this time and time again and got the bonus points on most occasions they should be expecting another performance well definitely expect a win and a bonus point that's what they got to aim for there's no you can't aim you can't just say a win you've got to you've got to you've got to get put these guys away yeah they did they did a good win at the Ospreys and fair play to them they were a bit lucky but you know I suppose they they hung in in that game but the Ospreys are really struggling Connacht at home should be way too strong for them be interesting to see how he sets the side up again for that uh, he'd probably have a stronger bench available to him. They keep the ball in play all the time, so Connacht will, I think, find enough space and enough mistakes to to get that job done. But it's a very, very important game. It, it's a weird little, it's a one-off Pro 14 game in the middle of Europe, but they're in our conference. You got to get the job done there, and that'll lead into Gloucester. It'll be a further push into the away game against Gloucester because if there's one side that Connacht owe something to it's Gloucester because they've played them repeatedly they've never beaten them but they never lose by a lot of points so that's their big uh, that's that's their next focus and I suppose they've already moved on to the Kings they'll analyse this game quickly they'll take certain things out of it there's certain things to work on and then it'll all be about getting ready for Saturday night Alright listeners that's it from us for now because we got to move and get our flight home what I will say to you is more coverage going through next week as we build up to that Saturday game against the Kings and of course straight back to Champions Cup Gloucester way Gloucester home big thanks to Lindley Alan and William for joining us and thanks to you for following us all weekend Loose Cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Sad.